Alright everybody, what's going on? It's Casey back with another episode of the VIP Horror Podcast. I'm joined here with Mr. Trent Eversall. Say what's up, Trent. What's up, Trent? Okay, that works. We're going to be doing a review on Mortal Kombat, the movie, 2021 movie. You know, everybody that uh, listened to the old episode before where me and Trent reviewed Mortal Kombat, you obviously know we're huge fans of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't really think there's too many people that's not fans of Mortal Kombat. It's just a very nostalgic fighting game that turned into a a badass franchise all around with movies and video games, you know. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, this is the third movie, and this does not follow the 1990 edition movies. So we're going to dive right into Mortal Kombat and discuss the movie. Uh, me personally, I thought the movie was pretty good. Uh, it definitely followed suit with the video games. Uh, there, there were, uh, the Kano's Fatality was notorious in it. Uh, <laughs> I honestly think the actor who played Kano, I think Kano was definitely the breakthrough star of the movie. What, what's your take on the Trent? Kano was definitely my favorite one to watch. The The movie itself was good, but what kept me want, like watching was, what is the guy playing Kano going to do next, and what sort of hilarious stuff is he going to say next? Yeah, I feel like with them killing Kano off, I feel like that hurt the movie. I'm sure there's some way they can bring him back. And, and keep in mind, these are spoilers, y'all. So if you've not seen the Mortal Kombat movie, I don't suggest you listening to this episode until you watch the actual movie because we are going to be talking about stuff in the movie. Um, yeah, Kano definitely carried the movie. Um, I was a little disappointed that they had Melina in there but didn't have Katana because, like, Melina and Katana have always been, you know, side by side. They're, they're nemesis, they're sisters. So I don't think it made sense to put Melina in the movie and not put Katana. You know what I mean? Well, like I was telling you after the movie, I was a little disappointed in how they made Melina's character look and just Melina did not fit. But, I mean, we've all played the Mortal Kombat franchise in the game and we've seen where the storyline goes. I think this movie franchise, they're going to go more along with kind of the story we've received in the video games and everybody knows that there's all kinds of doppelgangers out there of Melina so we don't know if this one was the true Melina a copycat Melina so that's probably why Katana wasn't in there who knows they're probably off in some other realm or they're with Shao Kahn who knows yeah nobody really knows now I will say I'm gonna talk about the negatives and the positives in the movie um the positive was it played true to the actual video games. I mean, it was a rated R Mortal Kombat movie, and rumor was that they had to cut it back a little bit because it first received an NC-17 rating, so they had to edit it down to get a rated R, in which, if you remember watching some parts of the movie, you could tell they edited some stuff out, like in certain scenes. Um, but that still does not overall take from the movie. The movie itself was phenomenal. I mean, I definitely recommend the movie. Even if you're not a fan of Mortal Kombat, I thought, you know, anybody that's just watched the movie to watch an action movie would enjoy this movie. I mean, don't you think the same thing? I mean... I mean, I would recommend going and watching the movie. It's definitely entertaining. Um, being older now and working a full-time job, I have a new thing, uh... 
where I tend to take a nap in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did not take a nap during Mortal Kombat. It was that entertaining. It was good from start to finish. And like I feel like they're more focused on Sub-Zero and Scorpion storyline with this one. They kind of play to the origins of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Now, as far as Sub-Zero and Scorpion goes i think the guy that they got to play scorpion was a badass i mean he legit was a badass the only disappointment i have in that is i did not like scorpion's costume i felt scorpion's costume was really really weak compared to the 90s mortal kombat movie now as far as sub-zero goes you know keep in mind there's two sub-zeros there's an evil sub-zero and a good sub-zero this was definitely the evil sub-zero in this movie and i felt that sub-zero's costume was badass i thought it was better than the 90s didn't you think i would have to agree i i like the costumes for most of the characters like i said the melina i don't know what they did there but we discussed it early on in this podcast uh where i'm thinking they're going with it and Scorpion's costume, kind of a a little bit of a letdown. I think they could yeah. have done better on his costume. I, and I definitely agree. While we're talking on costumes and stuff, um, speaking of the, the fatalities, mm-hmm. I feel as if his was the weakest one also in the end. They went with his classic one he had in Mortal Kombat 1 where he'd pull the mask off yep. and light him on fire. and. Well, always in the video game, they were burnt to nothing but just bone. And in the movie, it looked like Sub-Zero suffered maybe first-degree burns. And it's like, dude came from hell and shot flames of hell out of his mouth and engulfed your whole body. And your clothing isn't burned. You suffered first-degree burns. Like, I think they could have done better with his fatality as well. Well, you know, and something I've been hearing, I I agree with you on that. I think... As far as the fatalities go, I think Shang Tsung, you know, doing his fatality where he takes your soul, I think that was a really good... I think they performed it really well in the movie, and I was excited to see that there was a lot of characters in this movie, and we'll get to that subject in the movie in a minute. Not in the movie, but we'll get to that uh, subject in a minute because there's a lot of characters that made a debut in the movie that's never been in the movie before in, in any Mortal Kombat movie, but... I thought Shang Tsung's fatality was really good. I wasn't expecting it to be performed on Kong Lao, but it was still very good regardless. Um, as far as all the fatalities go, I have to say Kano doing it to the reptilian. Keyword reptilian, not reptile people. For some people that thought, oh man, they made reptile a fucking lizard. No, it was not reptile. It was a reptilian, a part of the reptile army. I think a lot of people misintrude that, you know what I mean? But the fatalities altogether, yeah, I agree with you. Scorpions was definitely the weakest, but the one that played perfect to key was Kano ripping your heart out. Yes, I'd have to agree. Him ripping your heart out and then him him having like a a smart-ass saying at the end of it, you know? Yeah, well... Another one that was performed, uh, Kung Lao's spinny hat where he throws it on the ground. and oh, yeah, the buzzsaw. The buzzsaw, that's what it was. And uh, he, he performed it on the Tara. Now, what I thought was cool about whenever they do these fatalities and stuff, like uh, he performed a flawless victory. I thought that they put little nods of the game in there, which I thought was cool that they've only done, really, what was it, in Mortal Kombat 1, 
where Sub-Zero fights uh, one of Shang Tsung and Mortal Kombat 1, the movie, where Sub-Zero fights one of uh, Shang Tsung's like, little minions or whatnot. And remember, he jumps up and Sub-Zero freezes him and he crashes and his head lands right at Shang Tsung's foot in the 1995, remember, uh, 1995 movie. Remember that? And Shang Tsung said, flawless victory. That's the only time you heard that in the original movies. You heard that all the time in this movie, which I thought was cool and was a pretty cool nod. Now, I loved Kano in the 1995 movie, and I think the guy who played Kano, which he died back in 2003 in the 1995 movie, I think he done a very good job at playing Kano, but this Kano that played in the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie, he had more of a standout role, and I think he did Kano justice, in my opinion. Kano was by far the breakout star in this movie. Now... Liu Kang, I'm a little disappointed how they made Liu Kang. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the route they took with Liu Kang, even though in, in the games I never play as him, I don't use him. I hate fighting him when certain people use him. Yeah, I don't know who but, that could be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Liu Kang, I mean... I think they could have done better. They they should have got, I don't know, another martial artist, whoever that other breakout one is that played in the Prophecy or Prophet or whatever, that Tony Jaw. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been hearing, like, a lot of people complain, too, about having this guy, Cole, in there with that, having Scorpion's bloodline. Everybody's like, well, he's not a part of the game. Well... Yeah, but if you take the Resident Evil route, you remember Alice, a.k.a. Mila Jovovich, uh, in the Resident Evil movies, she was, has never been a part of the game. And look, she's been a big main front stay in the Resident Evil movies. I feel like that's kind of the route they're going with Cole in this one, because Cole's not a part of the video game, but he has Scorpion's bloodline. So I feel like they're going to do that, or he's going to somehow transition into Scorpion, maybe in the sequel or something. I could see that being a possibility, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because amongst like artifacts and stuff that they toss in the game, you see like Quan Chi's necklace and all that, so it's like, you know, he's a sorcerer. So who knows where they're going to take this thing. He could uh, force a transition from Cole into Scorpion, doing some of his sorcery crap with his bloodline or something. Yeah, there was a lot of Easter eggs in this movie that a lot of people didn't notice. Like I said, Quan Chi's necklace was one of them. When we was watching that, we was in there with uh, me, my girlfriend Alyssa, and Trent, and I nudged Trent, and I'm like, dude, that's Quan Chi's necklace, and Trent picked it up too. So it was a uh, it was pretty cool that they had a few Easter eggs in there. You just got to pay close attention to the movie to catch some of them. Um, you know, speaking about the characters, uh, I was happy that they put a lot of characters in this movie that hadn't been in the movie before. Uh, they put Natara in there. Um, and Natara, she's really only been in one Mortal Kombat game, and that was Deadly Alliance. So I was really surprised they picked her in there, even though she didn't have a big role in there. She got killed pretty early on. Well, I mean, later in the movie... Um, and then who was uh, who else was in there? The guy that Jacks fought. Uh, no, I forget his name, but yeah, Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. yeah, they put Havoc in there, even though he didn't speak or say anything in the movie. He was still in the movie, and Havoc has only been in one Mortal Kombat. Um, 
I can't remember if it was Deadly Alliance or Mortal Kombat 4, but he's only been in one Mortal Kombat game as well. So they put a lot of characters in there that have never been in a Mortal Kombat movie and not been in many Mortal Kombat games. Uh, they also put Goro in there, and I'm a huge fan of Goro. Of course uh, you are. Yeah, I mean, of course I am. I'm a huge fan of Goro. <laughs> Yeah, they even had him do his fucking stomp maneuver that you like to use in the game. I know. I was like, oh boy, here we go. The auto-tracking stomp. But when they brought Goro out, I'm not going to lie to you people, I was a bigger fan of how Goro looked in 1995 movie versus the 2021 movie. Listen, I know we're in a CGI age where you want to CGI everything, but if you CGI it too much, it gets to the point of like, well, wow, I'm watching a movie, but I feel like I'm watching a video game. This is the same stuff I see in a video game with the cutscenes. I was not a fan of Goro being CGI'd. And I could tell whenever Goro first appeared, Trent looked at me. I seen him out of the corner of my eye. He looked at me like kind of this look of like, what the fuck? <laughs> So let me ask you, Trent. I never asked you this, and I saved it for this episode on this podcast. What was your What was your first response of Goro when you seen him come out? Well, uh, first thought that went through my mind was any time playing the game and you pull out Goro, I'm like, what the fuck? Then I was like, well, this Goro looks like a fucking reject. Yeah, I mean, he just, he, I feel like they should have kept the Goro with the way the 1995 movie looked. I mean, he wasn't CGI'd. I mean, he was actually, what was it, prosthetics and whatnot? What was what was that, that word that uh, Randy used in there? They used prosthetics. Yeah, prosthetics, yeah. I thought that's what I was trying to say, right? But yeah, I mean, they like, use that. I mean, there wasn't really no CGI to the 1995 movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we're talking about Mortal Kombat Annihilation in 1997, they had some pretty massive cheap a uh, CGI, if you remember. Um, so I'm glad that 2021 Mortal Kombat movie didn't go that route. But as far as Go Goro went, I was very disappointed in them making Goro completely CGI. I was very disappointed. Uh, I thought Shang Tsung looked like a badass. I was extremely happy that they put Kung Lao in there. Uh, even though he died in the movie, I was not expecting that. I did not see that coming. Did you yourself? No, I did not see that one coming. I was expecting, honestly, with the way this movie was. I mean, I knew there were going to be characters killed off. And for the most part, like, no offense to anyone who liked them, but it was the lesser liked characters in the whole game. I don't really think very many people use Nitaro or Havoc or some of the ones that made appearances in one or two games. They weren't a major part of the story. They were kind of there for like the war or huge battles, but that's about it. They weren't like your Shao Kahn's or Gintaro's. They weren't like the big... They weren't like mainstays. Yeah. They were like more like side characters, really, more than anything. Um, yeah, I was just, I, I was really surprised at some of the characters they put in the movie, and I was really surprised they killed off Kong Lao. I mean, that one, wow. That shocked me. I was just like, I remember, I was like, wow, they killed Kong Lao? I was not expecting that at all. But if we remember the game, 
most of these characters are probably going to end up coming back or making a return. In some form or fashion. Yeah. Like in the game, I mean, Quan Chi put his dark sorcery on him, and then we ended up with like our evil variants of Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Kitana. Mm-hmm. And if you guys were expecting Johnny Cage in this movie, you're going to be disappointed. But they definitely did let you know that the second Mortal Kombat is definitely going to be about him. He's going to be the mainstay of the second Mortal Kombat. You can tell by how they ended the uh, movie, honestly. Now, another cool thing, too, that I thought was really neat was the fact that they put Cabal in the movie. Um, I've always been a huge Cabal fan, and I thought it was cool that they put Cabal in the movie, and I was actually satisfied with how they made Cabal in the movie. I think as far as the movie goes, like characters, you know, portraying, you know, who they actually look like and stuff. You know, Sub-Zero, I thought Sub-Zero, the guy they had play Sub-Zero was phenomenal. I thought the guy they had played Scorpion was phenomenal. Kano, the guy that played Kano, blew it way out of the water. Shang Tsung wasn't bad, but I, I thought the guy playing Shang Tsung was pretty good, but I still preferred the old Shang Tsung, just like I preferred the old Raiden. But I thought the guy playing Raiden was pretty good, too. But I have to say, out of all the characters, I mean, I was obviously impressed with Kano the most, but I have to say Cabal was probably my second favorite. I mean, Cabal, they really made Cabal look like Cabal in the movie. I'd have to agree, yeah. They they do make Cabal look like Cabal in the movie. And and the way he talked, I mean, they, they captured the character perfectly with Cabal. Yep. And if you remember, I mean, it wasn't like the Cabal exactly we're all used to seeing, his whole origin story and everything. You know, they have him and Kano with interactions, and they speak about the, the Black clan. Dragon. But Cabal wasn't burned. Well, he ends up getting burned, and they make it appear as if he's dead, but I don't think he's dead. I think he's coming back, and he's he's going to be seeking vengeance. I think so, too. And, you know, as far as Cabal goes, they made him look like Cabal in Mortal Kombat 11. They didn't make him look like the Cabal, like you said, from MK3. They made him look like the up-to-date Cabal, which I thought they'd done a really good job on. Uh... The movie uh, itself, it was like I said, it was really good. I I did have high expectations for Mortal Kombat movies, just like I'm sure all of us that are huge fans do. It didn't dis it didn't disappoint me, but it did feel weird. Uh, it kind of had that weird feeling to it. Did you not kind of get that vibe a little bit too after watching it? Like ah, this this was weird, but it was like a good weird. Yeah, I had the the same feeling to it. Like like I said earlier, you know, I I definitely didn't take a nap during Mortal Kombat. And it stayed pretty true to the storyline that we've all experienced playing the game. Um, the fighting sequences, the fatalities were all there. It definitely has enough action to hold you. I mean, really, my only complaint with the movie, other than, you know, sitting here continuing to, uh, I guess, complain about smaller details, like Melina, if y'all can't tell, she's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And like Scorpion's uniform... I think in the parts where they're putting pieces of the story in there and you've got more of like the tone slowed down, I think it kind of drug along. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. And I started kind of nodding off like, I'll wake up when the action scenes kick back. But 
they recover rather quickly. Yeah. It's not like some movies. We're not going to discuss them, but I will mention uh, Marvel takes a long time to get the movie going. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Marvel And then movies. once it gets going, then you're there. Yeah. Mortal Kombat comes straight at you with a fist in the face. Yeah. You hit a slow point. You catch another fist in the face. You hit a slow point. And it just it keeps on rolling. It's like a roller coaster. You've got your ups and you got your downs. Yep. Well, I you know speaking of two other characters we didn't really mention, I thought the girl that played Sonya did a phenomenal job with her. Um, Sonya really captured Sonya, um, and uh, the, the Jax. Jax, Jax yeah. was a really good one. I thought the guy that played Jax done a phenomenal job. Like, I thought he was... I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like... When you go back and you look at the movies, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I like Jax in that movie, but he was more of a comic relief in that. Um, which I thought he was awesome in that movie, but Jax was never a comedy character. In this movie, Jax is true to Jax. You know, just like Sonya is true to Sonya. There's no comedy between them. They're straight, solid, hardcore, you know? If there's any comedy in this movie, it's definitely Kano. And it's not so much to a point where it's cheesy, it's actually very entertaining, you know? It sticks to Kano's character. He's he's ruthless, he's a bit of a psychopath, but he's funny. Yeah, exactly. Now, talking about all this Mortal Kombat, if we're going to have to give it a review, a 1 out of 10, <laughs> easy, don't choke on your vape, <laughs> If you're going to have to give it a 1 out of 10, what would you give Mortal Kombat 2021 film? Long pause, Trent. I'd give it at least, you know, an 8. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't also, you know, like, this is boring, I'm never going to watch it. I'm going to buy it digitally when it comes out, and I'll watch it again. You know, it's just... Really with me, if I'm being honest here to the fans listening, I mean, I'm not calling myself a big movie critic or anything, but I've played the games, seen the old movies, and there was little things here and there in the movie I think they could have done differently, and I'd give it a solid 8. I mean, that's a pretty good rating. It is. If I had to give it a score, I would also give it an 8 as well. That was what I was thinking was about giving it was an 8, because I felt like... The movie was very entertaining. It's entertaining enough, even if you're not a fan of the Mortal Kombat series, if you just pick this movie up and, and watch the trailer of it and say, oh, I never played the games or I never know anything about the characters, but hey, I'll give this movie a try, you're actually going to be entertained by it. You don't even need to know all the characters to know what's going on in the movie. Like I felt like they done good at capturing an audience that doesn't know the Mortal Kombat universe. So I have to give it an 8 in that uh aspect uh i definitely recommend this even if you're a mortal kombat fan and you're a huge mortal kombat gamer i don't think you'll be disappointed in this movie uh there's a lot of good to this movie and there's a lot of easter eggs in this movie but that's going to include our episode now for the vip horror podcast i told you guys i'd be doing an episode with the Mortal Kombat 2021 film, and I had to get the time available for me and Trent to both do it because of our work schedules. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Trent, you got any closing statements? Remember, people, I didn't fall asleep during this film.
<laughs> if you've not seen if you've not seen Mortal Kombat 2021, I recommend go seeing it. And we will catch all you horror freaks next time. Till then, keep on rocking.